We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Good Thursday to you. How are we looking? Bill Michael Show is on the air, and we are glad you are with us. We're going to continue to effort towards the weekend and uh, towards Saturday night. The Packers getting ready to take on the Carolina Panthers. And yesterday when we left you, we were sitting here waiting for Giannis to uh, go to the podium. Thank God um, we weren't, uh, you know, waiting just a couple of minutes because, you know, um, it, it, he didn't show up for a while. Uh, apparently they ended up changing some of the practice times. And so uh, I, I guess didn't <laughs> didn't tell us in the media, not that they need to all the time, but uh, didn't uh, – didn't happen for a while. So some of the things that Giannis stated, we didn't get a chance to hear during the show yesterday, and it took place last night after we had uh, long been off the air. So we wanted to get you that today. Uh, by the way, Mick Mixon, the voice of the Carolina Panthers, we're going to talk with him. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is going to be here today. Eric Eager, data scientist for Pro Football Focus, he's going to be joining us. We're going to hear Aaron Rodgers today uh, as well, as he was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Uh, Marvin Williams, the former Milwaukee Bucks power forward, going to be joining us to talk some basketball. And don't forget, today is Thursday. You know what that means as we effort into the postseason. For fantasy football, we got uh, Kate Majuk alongside today. Uh, going to be talking some fantasy and answering your fantasy questions. So all of that is coming up today on the show. That being said, getting back to the beginning, Giannis speaking to the media yesterday uh, when he finally sat down and kind of chatted, the Q&A went back and forth about what went into uh, him making that decision to sign the Supermax and stay in Milwaukee. Um, you know, I was happy. Uh, it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, discuss with my agent, you know, the team, my family, um, you know, talk to my mother. I asked my mother, do you want to move? She said, no. So, okay, cool. I'm just going to sign the deal then. Uh, but, no, this is the place I want to be. This is my home. This is my city. I want to represent Milwaukee. And I want to do this for the next five years. For you, when you think about, you know, your future, it's always about a championship, right? So, for you, just what made you believe that this place is, you know, where you can get that done? I think we can, you know, we can get better. I believe um, we can get better. We we got better. Um, we have a great team. We have a great culture. I know that I'm working towards that goal. You know, the front office is working towards that goal. So I'm good. You know, I'm happy. I think everybody's on the same page. Um, and at the, end, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, like you gotta you gotta look the past. So like we've gotten we've got better every single year. And in my opinion, the last two years was the realistically the two years we fight for the championship the years before that there was in the championship years right so i think it's, it's not gonna be easy 
you know, every team got to, you know, get hurt. Every team got to um, feel disappointment and, um, you know, not win it as e easy, right? Because you got to learn from your mistakes. And I think we've had this two years and it might be three years. It might be four years that we, we're going to feel disappointed. We're not, we're not going to win. But at the end of the day, I think we worked towards the right goal and um, it was easy to make my decision. So Giannis uh, then talks about uh, kind of something that we had discussed. And uh, it was something you don't really take into consideration. When you talk about players, foreign players specifically, that come into the States, and yeah, they get a chance to see the Lakers or the Knicks or the Celtics and, and Miami and such, and you get a chance to see that. But you don't, you don't, you don't live in the States. You know what I mean? You don't, you're not here. And so think about this. The first home, his, his, his home in the United States is Milwaukee, and he talks about that. All I know is Milwaukee. You know, when I came here, you know, fell in love with the city. It's a city that loves basketball. It's a city that you, obviously we don't have, we have more things to do now. But when I came, we didn't have a lot of things to do. So I could just focus in basketball. Um, and it's a place that I want to be. It's a place that I want to raise my kids. And um, I feel good here. I feel, I feel that my family feels good here. So I'm good. So he's look, he's he's happy. His his family's good. And then you put pen to paper. And you're a really, really, really rich man. As a matter of fact, they're breaking down your salary into the fact that every quarter of basketball you're playing, you're making over, making over 150000 bucks in a quarter. Okay? So how did you celebrate when you uh, put pen to paper? How did I celebrate? Uh, I didn't do much. Uh, had dinner. Had dinner with my family. Uh, went back home. I went to um, – what's this called? Bye bye baby, I think. But uh, but a lot of uh, toys for Liam, a lot of clothes for Liam, um, and then just went home, slept slept real well, and woke up and came uh, came to practice. <laughs> bye bye baby. By the way, for those that don't have kids, is not a play. Okay, it's a store. Uh, there's one out here in the Brookfield area, as a matter of fact. But it's it's bye bye baby, and he probably went and bought bought. For the baby, <laughs> but he went to bye bye baby. That that's just awesome. Uh, he also uh, talks about what he's learned uh, all throughout this process from his agent. Probably said that you know at the end, you know when the um, they were having conversations and uh, you know always got feedback from my agent and um, after the game I felt like it was the right time to do it. Um, you know, came back and told me um, you know what the process is going to be like, uh, what, we, what we got in our hands. And I told him, like, what I want to do and uh, what I want to accomplish. And uh, I felt like being in Milwaukee, that's, that's where I'm going to accomplish things. And that's uh, how I'm going to get to my goals. And um, I tried to stay away from that because obviously it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, and I don't know if athletes talk about it, but talking about your contract and talking about your future and if you – Gonna be here or you're gonna move and numbers that it gets a lot. I don't wanna I don't wanna focus on that. I just wanna focus on basketball. I know my family is taken care of and um I knew that I wanted to be here and uh, I knew that my agent's gonna do whatever it took to make that happen. So the other uh, I guess consideration, if you wanna call it that, Giannis stated that when it came to his teammates and the questions about the contract, he's like, Look, I just didn't want my teammates the organization. I didn't want everybody else to go through this by everybody just waiting on me. 
I thought about it, but it w- it wouldn't bother me because I'm a I'm a person that you know try to block that uh, those questions out, and I would uh, respectfully ask you guys to not ask me about that. And obviously, there's gonna be cities and um, some people that they're gonna ask me about it. But at the end of the day, I think you know obviously it gives you puts a lot of pressure in your in your hands. It puts a lot of pressure in the organization, a lot of pressure on your teammates. And I, I didn't I didn't want my teammates to go through something like that and um and uh but obviously at the end of the day like going through something like that makes you tougher for sure like it makes you mentally tough like it, being able to black all those questions out and uh people saying you're gonna go here you're gonna go there and while you're playing a game while you gotta encourage your teammates obviously makes you mentally tougher but i i didn't want to go through that process not, not me not my family and especially not the organization and my teammates then uh, the one thing that uh, we heard, and we heard this over and over from Giannis, uh, he never wavered from that. He just kept saying, I wanted to be here. And it was just, there was never a wavering that he wanted to leave Milwaukee. Uh, he just said that all the questions and all the all, all the anxiety from people around him. He always wanted to be here. He just, he said, look, it was giving me a headache. I said, go, I wanted to be here. You know, like... I want to be here. I want to help my teammates. I want to help this organization win a championship. I want this organization and my teammates to help me win a championship. Obviously, it goes both ways. Um, but as I said, like I try, I try, I try to keep it away from my head. Like it puts a lot of pressure in athletes, and he gave me like gives me he gave me headache all summer. Like people asking me and. Uh, uh, people talking about me, you know, I just wanted to be left alone. I knew what I wanted in my head. I knew that the goal is to win a championship, and I knew that here we have a chance to win a championship. You know, I think we got better as a team, and we're going to keep continue to get better. And there's always a chance. You know, there's always a chance to win a championship here. So he's happy about all that, wanted to be here, got the headache, and then said, hopes this deal, hopes this thing that he just signed and staying here, he wants this to be the destination for. Uh, he he doesn't want to go recruit, but he's like, look, I, saying I'm staying here. This is a loud statement. I want other players to want to come here. I hope I uh, make the team more attractive uh, for other players to join, join the Bucks if uh, if they're willing to join. You know, obviously, uh, there's more things to do in the city. There's, we have a little bit more uh, uh, restaurants. Uh, we had. Uh, you know, great, great winter. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, I hope that people are willing to come and play here, not just because of, you know, the city and me and because of the organization, the culture we have here. And then. On Milwaukee and its chances. Yeah. As a, you know, as an athlete, I just try to focus on what I can do on the court. And uh, I know they're going to do the best job and I, I trust them. They've done. They've done an unbelievable job in this past two years. And uh, I know they're going to keep, keep keep up the good work. Um, no, I'm not I'm not trying to be active. Like, that's something that I, I don't want to do um, because that involves a lot of people's life and uh, my teammates' lives. And I try to stay away from that. And then he uh, just basically, uh, you know, before it all kind of wrapped up, he uh, ended up discussing the loyalty side of things and what loyalty means to him. It's really important. It's really important. You know, at the end of the day, that's that's what stays. Um, you know, I believe in that, and uh, I'm a man of my words. Um, and you know, this is big. 
this big. I think, um, you know, being in the team that trusted me, believed in me, um, took care of me, took care of my family, uh, took care of me financially. Uh, you know, I always want to give back. I always want to give back. And I've been trying to give back since day one that I've been here. Uh, but I, you know, I got, I got, I got more to give, and um, I love this city. You know, I love playing uh, with my teammates. You know, I love this organization, and um, at the end of the day, it's easy. You know, it's easy to dip in the first chance. Um, but you know, that's not me as a person. Um, you know, it's 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 tough because at the end of the day, like. No, nowhere you go or nowhere you are guarantee you to win a championship, right? So, but at the end of the day, I, I know who I am. I know that I'm a man of my words and I know it might take me 10 years or I might never win a championship or whatever the case might be, or I might win five, whatever the case might be. But I know who I am and I know what I believe and I know that I, I stuck when, um, to the people, you know, next to the people that believed in me. So there you go. Uh, Giannis just talking about the loyalty factor, uh, the people that recruited him, the people that brought him here. Obviously, John Hammond had something to do with that, but the people that have worked with him since and then obviously discusses the uh, the loyalty factor of all of that. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And, uh, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, last night I had a terrific, terrific conversation with you guys and, and girls last night on Facebook Live. Man, it was a really good one. And there was a topic of conversation. I started it here yesterday. We dealt with it last night. I want to kind of reiterate it again today. I'm a little bit disappointed in the game coming up on Saturday night between the Packers and the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk about it coming up next on The Bill Michaels Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. So yesterday we kind of alluded to it. And if you were watching last night on the Facebook fan page, which, boy, what a great night we had last night. That was fun. Um, I think... Last night, if I'm not mistaken, that was an hour long. Yeah, it was 58 minutes last night on uh, Facebook Live. What a great time. It was. We told some really funny stories and got some good questions and good interaction. We, we, it was, that was a lot of fun last night. And one of the questions was picking up from where we left off on the show yesterday. And I had stated I'm disappointed that it looks as if Christian McCaffrey not going to be playing in this contest against Green Bay Packers. And, and people are just like, are you kidding me? You know, on and on and on. And I, I, I was kind of like, whoa, 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 slow your roll here. Slow your roll. Okay. This is my reasoning as to why. Okay, this is my reasoning as to why. As we approach the end of the season – the majority of us understand that the defense, in some way, shape, or form, you kind of look at it and go, ah, that's, that's what's going to cost you the game. That's what's going to cost you the postseason. And as I started to examine all of this, 
and I started to go through my my notes and read over game logs, and I thought, you know what? No, that's not the only thing that's going to cost you. What's going to cost you? If you're going to say, okay, what's going to cost the Green Bay Packers their chances at a Super Bowl? And I kept coming back to one thing. You know, and as much as we want to harp on the the run defense, um, it, it's not. And I'll explain in a minute, okay? Because there's more to it than that. But when you look at the likes of of Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, two of the best running backs in the National Football League, I really wanted to see this Packers defense in back to back weeks take these teams on and take on the run game of both of these teams. That's what I wanted to see. Because I want to see if the Packers can do enough to. I'm not. You're not going to stop them. Okay, let's just eliminate that because there was a lot of people saying, "Well, you got to stop the run." No, you, you're not going to. You you can't ask this defense to stop the run. If they sell out against the defense, they'll get burned in the back end, and and then you're just giving up. You're giving up scores in a different way. Okay. So you want to be able to just say, "Do enough. Do enough to win." I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if you give up. I I would say about 125 yards and a touchdown. That doesn't beat you. What would beat you is if you give up three or four touchdowns through the air and the touchdown and the 125 yards is burning up the clock and you lose the game, you know, 42-35 or 42-37 or something like that. Because then you need to be able to stop the run game, okay? But the Packers have to win the way the Packers win, and that's get a lead, force the team to somewhat abandon the run, and then pin your ears back and do just enough. So I went through the game against Tampa Bay. I went through the game against India. I went through the, I went through the losses. Do you know what the common denominator in all of those losses was? It wasn't bad run game. The game against Tampa Bay – that defensive front beat the hell out of Aaron Rodgers. So you're like, okay, well, you can't go up against a good defense and win. Well, Indianapolis has a really good defense, and they put up 30-plus points on them. So that kind of shoots that out of the water. You know? So I looked at both both games, and then I went, okay, now what was the difference in the game against Minnesota. Yeah, Dalvin Cook ran wild, but the Packers were right there. Packers had a shot to win that game. What happened? It's the same thing that happened in the Tampa Bay game. It's the same thing that happened in the Indianapolis game. Turnovers. In those three games, the Packers had seven turnovers. Seven. Obviously, the pick six that turned into points against Tampa Bay and then the pick right after that, that derailed that game for them. That was a learning experience. So they take that experience and they go into Indianapolis. They turned the ball over three times in regulation and still tied the game against a pretty good defense. The the, the Packers' defense did at times what it needed to do, but the Packers' offense and special teams kept putting them in bad situations where after turnovers. So they did enough to hold you within the game, with within the opportunity to win the game. And they didn't. Special teams turn the ball over again. They walk away, kick a field goal, game over. Okay. Remember the Packers were driving at the end of the Minnesota game? 
And what happened? Fumbled the ball away. Turned it over, game over. Turnovers. We can look at this defense and we can say, you know, boy, they can't do this, they can't do that. You know, they don't get enough turnovers. They don't, they don't you know, stop the run very well. They're not great tackling. But they'll do enough for this team to be there, you know? If the offense does its job. Now, sometimes the offense has to go out and score. And it, that's a, that's a hell, hell of a burden to put on Aaron Rodgers in the offense and Matt LaFleur. But you know what it is, right? They went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and they still had the opportunity to win the game. They turned the ball over to the Vikings. It wasn't like the game ended and the Packers just never had the opportunity. Packers fumbled it away. So as much as I want to sit here and say, you know, yeah, boy, 13-3, and three, and it looks like the same as last year, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I could be wrong. I could end up being completely proven wrong in the in the postseason, and we'll wait and see. But as I look at this, I really wanted to see McCaffrey come in to Lambeau Field. Not so much to see, wow, they can't stop the run, and he's going to run for 200 yards. I just want to see if they can hold him to 100 yards, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook had a field day. That was That was a bad day at the office. And if you want to talk about a legitimate loss – Okay, you could probably look at that loss more so than the loss against Tampa Bay and more so than the loss against um, Indianapolis and say that was just that was a bad loss. They just got beat. I think they beat themselves against Tampa Bay. I just think the matchup with that defensive front was tough, but I think they beat themselves. And they beat themselves, certainly, by turning the ball over in Indianapolis. You don't turn the ball over nine times out of ten, you're not going to lose a game if you're having the kind of game that this offense is accustomed to having. You won't lose You won't lose games. So I guess what I'm saying is, is as much as I, I'm with you when it comes to the belief of what the defense can and can't do, I'm also of the yoke of stepping back and going, well, wait a minute. If they don't turn it over on special teams and they don't turn it over on offense – and you don't put that defense in bad situations, that they have to go bail you out, you can win a lot of games, and chances are you can roll roll with what you have to a championship, or at least to a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Which was a great discussion last night. We had a really good time getting into all of that. So let's do this. We'll take that philosophy. We'll take that thought. Mick Mixon. He is the voice of the Carolina Panthers. He is going to join us. That conversation you are going to hear next on The Bill Michael Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Michael Show, we are on the air. We are glad you are with us. Hey, don't forget the, the Bill Michaels Huddle coming up tonight. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Going to have uh, Tim Allen tonight, Bart Winkler tonight, both from our flagship station out of Milwaukee on 1250 AM, The Fan. That's going to happen. 
Going to talk a little uh, Carolina Panther football now. you got a special date coming up on Saturday night, not on Sunday, as the Carolina Panthers come in to Lambeau Field. Joining us now, the voice of the Carolina Panthers, Mick Mixon, uh, on the line. Mick, how you been? Well, pretty good, pretty good, Bill. I just plugged in my uh, telemarketer quality headphones here to walk out into the press box area at Bank of America Stadium and talk to you. And I've got Wayne Larrabee lined up in the crosshairs. i got to win my individual battle this weekend, if I can, at Lambeau Field. <laughs> um, well, I, first and foremost, I'm kind of interested in your battle with Wayne Larrabee. Is it just teams on the field, or do you guys have like a foot race before the game? No, he'd have no chance uh, in any kind of <laughs> – got to find motor skill for days, endurance, everything you want. But he's got the pipes, and he's got the pedigree, and, and he's called – I think he's probably called a few more wins than I have. I know that. So, yeah. no, I respect Wayne a lot. I, I called him this summer. I called about 10 or 15 of my colleagues this summer, Bill, and when we were all trying to figure out what are we doing, are we traveling to road games, are you going to do it from, do them from home, from a studio, and um, just had a great, great time talking to him. So, first and foremost, it appears anyway McCaffrey is not going to be participating in this contest. Have we got an official word on that yet? Kind of officially unofficial. Uh, Matt Rule, and you'd love Matt Rule, by the way. I don't know if you know him or if your paths have ever crossed, but he's uh, he's got time for you. He, he especially if you ask him a good question in, a, in an interview setting, he'll just he'll take it deep, and and, and you can learn football from him. So he has said that he's not out but he's not expecting him to play so i would expect um i don't know how you read it probably not yeah, i would as yeah i would assume that he's not going to be there which it, to me uh, a little disappointing because i wanted to see uh, in back-to-back weeks if the packers could slow down a guy like mccaffrey and then slow down obviously derrick hendry in, in the week uh the week following so uh but how are you guys health-wise okung uh looks like he's still got uh, nursing that calf injury too correct Russell Okung has been, uh, yeah, he's kind of been been in, been out with some nagging injuries all year. We really miss K.K. Short, the best interior lineman. Of course, the McCaffrey thing. We got touched by the the virus that's gone viral, and we lost some receivers for uh, for the Denver game. Really miss D.J. Moore in the Denver game. But it's, I don't I don't want anybody to think I'm I'm on your show complaining about other oh, poor little. Carolina Panthers, every team's had to deal with, and some teams even worse than Carolina. I think what you need to know about the Panthers is this team is this team is irritatingly cohesive. They will fight. They will swing their sword the entire way. When Teddy Bridgewater is on, he can be a handful. Mike Davis is a very good back. He's good in some of the same ways McCaffrey is good. The defense has had all kinds of problems, particularly third down in the red zone, uh, giving up just giving up way too too many uh, third down conversions so uh, the Panthers are going to have to score I mean, if the Carolina is going to win this one it's, it's going to have to be one of those you would think one of those 37 to 34 kind of affairs um tell me about Carolina you know obviously they jettison their coach they jettison their quarterback uh, it's it's kind of a an official unofficial rebuild so to speak so what is what was the thought process coming into this season and where they're at now? I mean, they've lost some heartbreak. The one thing that I've watched on film is this team's, you know, I guess heart does not reflect their their record because that this is a team that keeps fighting. Guys could have mailed it in, could have started slowing down a little bit for the off season, but no one has done that. And I, I think a, a conver- we won't have this conversation now. 
but a conversation that we could have if 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 we have more time would be should the Panthers have even been in a lot of these games? A media narrative down here in the South is, oh gosh, here it was again, seven times you've had the ball late with a chance to win and you haven't been able to close the deal. But if you can get up to 25,000 feet and just look down on this team, these are some veteran clubs. The Panthers have been in the game late. So by any measured analysis, how come we have to, how come we're, we're being penalized for being so ambitious and, and exceeding some expectations to even be in some of these contests. Um, I, I look at the run game now. Um, you know, without McCaffrey, he's a very dynamic player. But how is it now? Because that's the one thing that uh, Packers fans fear is a team that can figure out a way to run the ball, maybe get a lead and try to pack it away in that particular manner because the Packers have not been great when it comes to, at times, tackling and, two with long, sustained drives and trying to get off the field on third down. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a second, but I didn't answer your quote, your last question very well. So you asked about the Panthers, and, and I'll just give you 15 seconds on it. It's total home makeover, Carolina Panther edition. So I don't know if you like watching the shows, HGTV. My wife watches all the shows, so I get them by proxy. But this is if Chip and Joanna Gaines came in here in this offseason and said, okay, all this, all these studs here have to go. We're ripping this out. Uh, all new new underpinnings and some shiplap and whatever the heck else. So all these marquee players, Greg Olson, Cam Newton, uh, uh, Gerald McCoy, Eric Reed, James Bradbury, uh, uh, Trey Turner traded to Seattle for Russell Okun. There was a lot, a lot of, uh, of iconic Carolina Panther that went out the door. So in comes Matt Rule with some new ideas, young team, long contract, it's got a chance. It's going to be really, really good. Now, to your question about the run game, Panthers do a little bit of everything, a little bit of one back, a little bit of two back, a little bit of direction, a little bit of misdirection, pretty good screen game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's got more juice than you might think, so he can run the ball. That was going to be my my fear is that not only do you have a run game – but then you got a quarterback that can scramble. We've seen them struggle at times. Now, when you look at a guy like Phillip Rivers, who they've played, he's more statuesque, they're able to get to him. But they have not been able to really track down those more mobile quarterbacks. Have you been impressed with the way Teddy Bridgewater has played this season in the, in the sense that last year we saw him win games for New Orleans and look very, very good, kind of what he was before he went down with that horrific injury up in Minnesota, and then comes into a new situation, new coordinator, new offense, new terminology. How has he adapted? I've been more than impressed. I've been shocked at some of the sudden moves that he's made. I, I, he has He's had a couple of runs where he just looked like a border collie chasing a wayward herd of sheep. I mean, he just is changing direction, just boom, on a dime. And so um, that, with the, the injury history that he had with Minnesota well-documented, is incredible. He's really accurate in the mid-range game underneath got a nice touch on the deep ball you wouldn't say he's got a big arm but it's 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 good enough and i think from a a packer standpoint bill i think that the the biggest worry in a mccaffrey less joe brady coordinated offense quarterback by bridgewater would be this trio of receivers because any one of them dj moore curtis samuel robbie anderson can can gash you 
Talking with Nick Mixon, the voice of the Carolina Panthers. Now, defensively speaking, Aaron Rodgers is having uh, an incredible year. The, the offense has looked as fluid as I can remember, maybe even going back to 2011, just different weaponry and different ways of getting it done. How does this defense of Carolina try to slow down what the Packers have going? And then, obviously, the second question into that, I mean, it's going to be cold, the possibility of kind of a precipita- uh, precipitatory mix. Uh, does that play into this as well? <laughs> Uh, we're trying everything down here. There's uh, voodoo dolls, <laughs> in them, uh, magic incantations. I don't know what to what really to do. I mean, the problem with Aaron Rodgers, it's not necessarily the play, but it's that best-selling uh, sequel, Son of Play, where he fakes and dodges and rolls all the way out to one side of the field and then does what you never, never, never should do, throw all the way back. I mean, you've seen it a million times. How can you? I mean the double, just the double move, the scramble drill. The double, the receivers will double move you in a scramble drill. I mean, there's just so, some non-traditional things the Packers can hit you with because of that unique ability of Aaron Rodgers to extend plays. I think he's the most mobile quarterback. How old is he? 37. I think he's probably the most mobile quarterback in the NFL in his own kind of way. Yeah, and the fact that he's figured out different ways to throw from different platforms with his feet and, and still is able to, uh, to kind of flick the ball in any direction. It's just it's been phenomenal to watch. Hey, uh, before I let you go, um, you know, so offseason-wise, obviously, once things settle down, Carolina going to be going into the second year of all of this. What are, I guess, some of the needs, some of the things that maybe this team needs to kind of look at uh, going into the offseason and down the road? Well, I'm hoping that the uh, from the front office down, I'm hoping that they're viewing it, that we're set right now at play-by-play announcer. <laughs> and then everything else would just, <laughs> would just fill in. Now, uh, I think linebacker, tight end, and I don't coach the team from the press box. I need to make that clear. But linebacker, tight end, maybe safety, an edge pass rusher. It's going to be something. I mean, I think you would rather be. If, if Matt Rule's Panthers were a stock, I'd be telling you, Bill, sell everything, mortgage everything you got, come up with as much scratch as you can, and invest because the best is yet to be for this franchise. Well, I'd like to see him return to the glory days from a few years gone back, and hopefully that happens very soon. Mick, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate the insight, and uh, we'll talk to you this week, okay? My pleasure, Bill. Appreciate you. See you, pal. There you go. Mick Mixon, the voice of the Carolina Panthers, joining us. He just hopes he's not on the cutting floor. (laughs) That's fantastic. Good stuff. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Outline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 85-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com, and they wish you and all of yours a very happy holidays. Hey, and uh, this segment... Uh, brought to you by Massage Envy. Capital Drive in Brookfield. Introductory offer for a customized facial right now, just $60. And if you buy $110 in gift cards, you can get yourself a free one-hour service. So call them, 262-786-5060. Take a little stress of the holidays away. That's 262-786-5060. Good stuff from Mick Mixon. Love talking to him. Um, athletes, college athletes specifically, the face of college sports. Is it about to change? We'll talk about it. Coming up next on the Bill Michaels Show. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. 
Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers had a long day of meetings and two walkthroughs on a short week to get ready for Saturday night's game here at Lambeau against the Carolina Panthers. Kickoff 7-15. Now, the Packers played the Panthers last year. Since then, Ron Rivera was fired, Luke Keekley retired, and Matt Rule out at Baylor became the head coach. I asked Matt LaFleur how Carolina's defense looks now under their new defensive coordinator, Phil Snow. Oh, it's it's drastically different. It's unlike probably uh, many defenses we've seen this year. So there's been a lot of planning going into it. Uh, they give you a lot of different looks. You know, they, they've played everybody a little bit differently. And so it just gives you a lot to prepare for. Aaron Rodgers being mentioned as a possible MVP candidate, along with Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes. You know, Pat, such a phenomenal player. Um, he's had a great year as well. It'd be, uh, you know, something that's usually on the on the preseason goal list, and it's nice to be in the conversation. And on offense, Rick Wagner looks like he's locked down the job at right tackle. How did it feel to beat the Detroit Lions, the team that cut him last spring, in order to secure the NFC North title? It was definitely special uh, winning against those guys uh, two times this year and, uh, you know, winning the Norths. But got to put that behind us and uh, focus on this week. As Packers right tackle, Rick Wagner in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Don't forget the Green and Gold postgame show coming up immediately following Green Bay and Carolina this Saturday night. Saturday night. Going to be bringing it to you. Gary Ellison and I getting your reaction after the Packers game. So make sure you're tuning in to many of these same stations. Hey, uh, college athletics could look different. Cory Booker, uh, everybody knows U.S. Senator. Um, he was a presidential candidate. He is pushing a bill right now that would if if indeed this the whole thing would you know come to fruition it basically would change the face of college athletics um he is trying to get monetary compensation health care lifetime educational scholarships and even revenue sharing for players okay and this is all in the um this has all been something that's been coming down the pipe for quite some time but the other aspect of this that uh, i think you're going to get uh, a lot of discussion over is the use of likenesses, video games. Remember, the production of video games has ceased for a while now because you can't use the likeness of a particular player um, if they're not being compensated for it. And so the way around that was just to say, okay, look, we won't do it, you know? Um, and as it says, in a world flourishing with electronic gaming competition, an entire generation is unfamiliar with NCAA football. Uh, it's been long talked about now about how the, quote, College Athletes Bill of Rights is going to be introduced um, and whether or not it's going to fly, you know. It's the latest piece of legislation on Capitol Hill regarding college athletics. And, you know, you've got all these different things going on with pandemics and, and fiscal, you know, seasons coming up that uh, now they're looking at the world of college sports as to whether or not athletes who come in and help raise money and awareness for their college when it comes to funding will be compensated. 
And there's many that believe, like, look, you're getting a free education. What you do with that education is up to you. You're basically being gifted the key to the ability to go find a, a, a good-paying job, a, a job in general. I mean, I, I don't know the, the level to what, but you're being gifted that if you're a scholarship athlete. You know, The one thing I will say is if you get injured and it's a debilitating injury, that you should be compensated. I mean, that's that's something that that insurance paid for by the institution. They should have that on you. Okay, you you know, I mean, a lot of times it's up to the parents of the kids to be able to have that, um, and and it, and they share it in conjunction with. But it, you're not covered as a as a football player specifically. You know, you're not covered for a debilitating injury. You know, and God knows people are walking around without knees and. You know, they end up with spinal injuries and, and different things that they just can't function normally again, you know. And this is all for what's considered to be, quote, extracurricular via a scholarship athlete. So I agree with that. Uh, but they're talking about compensating in some way, whether it's lifetime education, uh, the ability to upgrade your education, uh, other things to be compensated for, such as free computers, laptops, the ability to have access to programs and things like that, something that wouldn't necessarily just be straight cash. But when it comes to the likeness now for gaming situations, they're saying, look, if you're going to put a player on there and it's going to look like, remember back to the day of Johnny Manziel walking across the stage, holding the fingers out, just show me the money. If it's going to be Johnny Manziel in your game, you're going to pay Johnny Manziel to be on there, you know? And so now gamers have to think about whether what they want to do. You could go back to the old ColecoVision or something where you just see these figures, these stick figures running down the field if you're going to make a play, not to, not to show anybody's likeness, you know. So anyway, uh, but that is all coming up. And if, it's, if that all passes, uh, that could change the shape of college sports forever, forever. Uh, Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press Gazette, talking Packers and Panthers, coming up next to the Bill Michael Show. to border the bill michaels sports talk network we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.